Now, we are in the studios, and Bryce is in his vehicle headed north to watch some. Oh, no, he's not. He is uh, he is gone is what he is. He is long gone. All right, uh, 504, welcome. Well, that will give me time to, to oh, no, we got to, oh, we do have Bryce. So, anyway, what I was saying, Ward, was you're at Leo Buckley. Aaron and I are in the studio. Bryce is in his vehicle, but I can see him smiling from ear to ear as the Astros lead the White Sox 6 to nothing. And old Aaron, when he gives me a call, tries to goad me by saying that the cheaters were up. <laughs> yeah, Come I know. He, he he just, you know, he's uh, – give me a break. I mean, uh, look – there's there's no trash cans to be found. They're 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 teeing off. They were teeing off on a former ranger. Now they're teeing off on somebody else. It, it doesn't really matter. They're having a field day right now, and I know it's game one. I I get all that, but man, what a nice start for the Astros uh, in this divisional series. Yeah, no doubt, and what a nice start for uh, Jake Myers, who uh, first first career playoff game. I think he's two for two already. So uh, pretty good. Pretty good start for that young kid. Not that you're keeping up with it or anything. <laughs> no, not that I'm keeping up with it. Uh, obviously, uh, you know, it is of interest. <laughs> yeah, somewhat, right? Uh, yeah. So, Br- Bryce. Let's talk about the Baylor football team. I want to get your impressions. Uh, this team is is four and one. They're two and one in conference. But where is this football team, in your opinion? I think it's still finding itself to a certain extent. Uh, you know, I thought we we learned some things about, you know, the Bears in that Iowa State game. Uh, but that said, if you'll recall, really it was a game where special teams won you the game. Mm-hmm. I mean, Tristan Ebner uh, just blew up in the second half with uh, kick return, punt return, onside kick recovery. Uh, you know, you don't win that game without the impact of special teams. Offensively, they've really regressed these past two weeks. Give Iowa State and Oklahoma State credit. And, I mean, I think another thing, you're seeing a Big 12 that is much more of a defensive conference than it has been maybe in its history. Yeah, isn't that Uh, weird? It is weird. I mean, it's just you go out every week and we used to – uh, see basketball on grass, <laughs> and and now we see you know old school football with with defense and running games and even the occasional tight end. And, and you know, coach uh, talked about it at the press conference on Monday. This, this if, if people are going to pack pack it in, and they are right now. I make no mistake about it. West Virginia, they'll put thirty five in the box if you'll let them. But uh, you're going to have to be able to get to the edge. In the running game, and you're going to have to be able to throw the football to get them out of that uh, out of that uh, that defense where they're packing it in and just daring you to run the football. No doubt. And uh, one of the questions I asked at that press conference, the way I phrased it was, I said, "Do you guys have a break glass in case of emergency offense?" You know, because uh, when the running game isn't working, uh, it seems like you know that just bogs everything down and and he said well it's our play action pass game well here's the problem to me you know just as a layman uh it with that as your you know quote unquote emergency offense uh the play action pass is dictated on the you know the run uh you know if the defense um is not scared of you running the ball 
then then why are they going to bite on a play action fake? Um, so obviously you're right. They do have to pass the ball better. Um, I, I actually think that, you know, this is a get right kind of game for Baylor this week against West Virginia. Uh, I expect sort of a slugfest, you know, a typical big 12 game, um, you know, maybe uh, 20 to 17 or something like that. But I think, I think this is a good chance for, for Baylor to get right this week. And, and then you're sitting there at five and one. And I mean, you know, that's, that's quite an improvement from, you know, from last year. Bryce, could it be as simple on the offensive side of just maybe being a little more creative? I I think so. I mean, uh, I was looking at some of the, the alignments in that Oklahoma state game sitting there at Boone Pickens the other day. And I was just, again, marveling at the fact of, of how far we've come or maybe how far back we've gone. Uh, when you think about the kind of offenses that Baylor ran under Art Bryles, when they ran the spread, they ran the spread, okay? <laughs> they spread the field uh, not just hurt, you know, vertically but horizontally. And they would take those receivers and they'd move them all the way out as far as you could go, uh, you know, all the way to the sideline almost. And and they would put their guys in space and they give their the playmakers the chance to, you know, to get one on one assignments. And then you know the other day I'm watching Baylor and it's it's much more tightly bunched. Uh, and, and I'm not saying that you know that's a bad thing there's there's plenty of ways to win a football game plenty of ways to skin a cat but uh you know i I agree with you ward that certainly and i i took the coaches to task in my column the other day uh i thought there was some very conservative play calling in that oklahoma state game and and i thought that really worked against baylor you know certainly on third and short that feels like a, a passing down a lot of times, and Baylor was was running the ball when when running hadn't been effective for you all day. Well, you can go back to the Iowa State game when they had the punt return, uh, and you're in field goal range already, and you have three running plays and kicks. So yeah, it has been conservative in the play calling. I, I got tickled the other day to look up, and you know, and I even talked to Dave Aranda about this a couple of weeks ago. But Bryce, they were in a huddle. They came out of a huddle. They had an I formation with a fullback. They had a tight end, and I'm like. Who designed this offense? This is kind of fun to look at. <laughs> yeah, and I'll say this, too. Uh, look, I know you're not going to play Dylan Doyle both ways, you know, all, you know, right. a whole bunch of snaps, obviously. But I tell you what, I, I would love to see Baylor utilize a fullback a little more often um, because, you know, and, and maybe, you know, that guy being Dylan Doyle because, he he laid a block on that Abram Smith touchdown run that was just textbook. I mean, he sealed the guy off. That hole is not there if if that block isn't there. And and if you're going to run the ball as often as Baylor is committed to doing, um, why not? You know, use some more sets with a fullback. How important is it Saturday for the defense to maybe get? some three and outs early in this ball game and kind of put West Virginia back on their skates a little bit. Yeah. You know, I think, uh, obviously when you're at home, you want to get the crowd behind you, get them enthusiastic. I saw where Baylor marketing, uh, was, uh, you know, 
taking them some DJ requests the other day on Twitter. They're, they're asking, you know, what the fans want to listen to between, uh, you know, between snaps, I guess, or whatever uh, during the timeout. So they're trying to get the crowd involved. Uh, you know, defensively, I think has been Baylor's strength all season and, uh, and certainly kept them in the game. I thought, it was a heroic performance, really, in Stillwater. I mean, uh, you know, give uh, give some of that blame, I guess, of, I, of Oklahoma State's offensive struggles to Spencer Sanders. He made some bad throws and some bad decisions. But Baylor also put him in some places where, you know, uh, one of the interceptions, he, he threw it off his back foot because Bryson Jackson was uh, hitting him as he was throwing the ball. So, uh, you know, Baylor's defense has been been pretty strong all all year. I wrote about their takeaways this week. They're 21st nationally in, in takeaways. I think tied for 10th in interceptions. So they're they're getting the job done. It's an 11 a.m. kick, Bryce. Uh, so I mean, it's is it breakfast for for Bryce out there with us? Like it's seven <laughs> in the morning. I mean, is that part of the equation? Fortunately, I don't have to be there quite as early as you guys. Uh, it will be an early morning for everyone, uh, especially all of us like you guys, like me, who work late, late on Friday nights. Uh, yeah, it'll be a, it'll be bright and early, uh, as I always call it, the butt crack of dawn. <laughs> yeah, and that's exactly what it is. Hey, let's move on to high school football for just a second. Uh, s- several really interesting football games in Central Texas. I kind of like the Mark Chilton matchup for for a big ball game in Central Texas. That's where Chad Conine will be, and uh, yeah, I agree with you. Uh, all across the board, there are some excellent, excellent matchups this week. Um, and Mark Chilton being one of those that is a top 10 matchup in the state. And, um, you know, we're going to see just how good the Chilton Pirates are. I think this is the litmus test for, for Chilton. Uh, I said it on our podcast this week. Mark's going to be favored. Uh, you'd expect Mark to win. But to me, even though a coach will never, ever you know, subscribe to the moral victory theory. I think there are things that Chilton could build on if they're able to keep this game close into the fourth quarter. Um, and, and, you know, even if they come away with a loss, I think you, you take a lot of confidence from playing with Mart. Um, so we'll see. I mean, uh, Mart is dealing with some injuries. So uh, that, that may uh, be a factor in this game, but certainly one to watch and, and uh, uh, you know, one of the games of the week uh, among many uh, this week. What about Stephenville and La Vega squaring off? Yeah, no doubt. That's uh, <laughs> I figured y'all would tee me up with that one. That one uh, is another one that's, you know, number two, number six in the state. Three of the teams in that district are ranked in the top ten in the state. Uh, maybe that's the district of doom uh, because, you know, you're talking about Stephenville, you're talking about La Vega, and Midlothian Heritage is the third team in that mix. Um, yeah, this is going to be quite a matchup. Ryder Lambert, I think, is the Stephenville quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Werner got a chance to see him a couple weeks ago against Conley, said he is the real deal. Uh and, you know, this Stephenville team's playing like the old Art Bryles, you know, Stephenville teams. These, they're, uh, they're getting the job done, putting up a lot of uh, points. They have yet to play a close game. Um, La Vega coming off a very strong win over Corpus Christi Miller on the road. 
in that game. They forced four turnovers in the second half. Uh, and that's, you know, that's what La Vega does. I mean, that's, uh, they're known for that ball hawking dynamic defense. I think, I want to say three of our past, uh, super syntax defensive players of the year have come from La Vega. Uh, you know, they, they know how to get the job done. Ball. So they're going to get tough, I think, on, on Ryder Lambert, Stevenville. Uh, that that will be a fun game, one of the best in the state, really. All right, Bryce, man, we appreciate it. We know you're busy. We know you're headed for a football game right now. We appreciate your time and and uh, look forward to uh, to reading all about it. What, hey, what are you guys working on for the uh, for the newspaper tomorrow as far as the uh, preview and all that good stuff? Yeah, so uh, Chad has a story coming on the Marlin Bulldogs, who, you know, really playing well under Ruben Torres, first-year coach, came all the way from El Paso. They've got one of the best, uh, you know, one of the most sought-after recruits in Central Texas in Darian Goulette, uh, the son of the uh, girls' basketball coach out there in Marlin, and uh, he's our leading receiver in Central Texas, got like 600 yards. And then uh, John has a feature coming on Drew Estrada of the Baylor Bears, uh, who took a very uh, different route to Big 12 football uh, in that he started out in the Ivy League at Dartmouth. So, uh, you know, he's doing a good job. He had a great game in that Oklahoma State game. Bryce, as always, it is a pleasure, and we look forward to it. Uh, We'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Thanks, Tommy. See you later. 517, we're uh, 17 minutes after 5. This is.